Hi, love. I'm Nicole Weston, and you are listening to Redefining Motherhood More Than Moms. In this community, we focus on creating a safe and sacred space for us to cultivate loving, gentle, and compassionate relationships with ourselves first so that we can be present in our relationships with our partner and children and be the best mom we can be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Redefining Motherhood. Today, I am so excited because I am sitting down with Shelly DeLoyer. Shelly DeLoyer is a certified NLP trainer and a professional growth coach. She empowers people and organizations to access their unlimited potential, work with greater purpose and fulfillment, and take action to achieve their dreams. Shelly believes that everyone is capable and deserving of a successful and meaningful future, and she works with them to create it. One of her greatest strengths is to see the true gifts and potential within every person and the possibilities that they can recreate for themselves and others. Shelly is on an empowerment journey to guide and lead others to create the future they desire. And I am so honored and grateful to have her here today. Shelly and I have been soul sisters for many, many lifetimes. And today we get to connect and talk all about motherhood. <laughs> Hi, Shelly. Hi, thank you, thank you. So grateful to have you here today. So why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about your motherhood journey and, and what redefining motherhood means to you? Mm. So my motherhood journey, I became a mom in 2012. I now have two daughters, ages five and seven. Mm. And for me, redefining motherhood has meant breaking free of the expectations I had in my head of mm. what this should look like, what I'm supposed to be like, what my kids are supposed to be like, um, and, and really learning to let them be fully themselves and always feel completely safe to mm. express and be fully themselves. Um, and, and also taking a look at what's important to me now that I'm a mom, but I'm also so much more than that. Yes, 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 you are. Yes, you are. Because we are always more than moms. Yes, always. What's really cool and what I would love you to share with us is your journey into entrepreneurship basically started on a mat leave. Am I right? Yes, yes, it did. So I uh, was a high school teacher in the Ottawa area and I went on maternity leave um, when my first daughter was born and, um, about 10 months into my maternity leave is when I started my business. Mm. And yeah, that was a journey. (laughs) (laughs) So I took my maternity leave as an opportunity to look at what else is out there. Right. If I were to not go back to teaching, what else might I do? Um, I had originally thought before having kids, that I might want to stay home with kids when I did have them. And I also thought, you know, I'd want to have three or four of them and <laughs> be a stay-at-home mom. Like, because I just like, I channel my grandma, right? And my grandma had nine kids and she was a farmer's wife and like all these great things. And I totally love and admire her. And then I had children and was like, wow, that's not me. No, that is not my line. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not at all. Um, so. I took my maternity leave as an opportunity to look at what else I might want to do. Uh, I 
explored all kinds of things from opening up a second cup franchise to starting my own school and then landed on starting a coaching practice. Mm. And I made it sort of a, a natural transition. So I went from teaching students in high school to working with high school age students, but helping them figure out what's next for me. Where do I want to go? What kind of life do I really want to create for myself? Mm. How do I get there? Um, and so I started when I was on maternity leave and then about three or four months into my business, we got pregnant with our second daughter. And so she was born um, about a year after I started the business. (laughs) And so then it was, okay, launch with a baby and then try and and grow while pregnant and then (laughs) continue trying to grow with a toddler and a baby uh, and no childcare. Right. Uh, Yes. Right. So that, you know, interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't Um, wait to dive into that in a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I sure know how to put the pressure on. (laughs) Yeah. Growing a business, growing a child, you know, in utero and then raising a toddler. So I want to, I want you to take us back. You know, what was the moment for you? You're on mat leave with your first daughter. And what was the moment where you're like, no, like I can't go back. Um, I, I had had many moments before I even went on that leave mm-hmm. where I really thought, I don't think this is it. I don't think this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm. There was aspects of teaching that I loved. Right. I loved being able to close the door, have my, my class and do what felt right. And what felt important in mm. the moment, right. which didn't always align with curriculum expectations or with other staff expectations or with, with what students needed. Right. So I was being, you know, here's what your job is and here's what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it. But then I was looking at the, the 30 kids in their desk staring at me every day going, why are we here? And I couldn't answer. I couldn't give them a good answer. Wow. Because it wasn't just any regular class. Most of the students that I was teaching were, we had a high refugee population. Many of them, families were divided. Dad was still overseas. They're here with mom. They are working jobs to try and help put food on the table at home. They're responsible for babysitting their siblings. Um, There was also a lot of drug issues. There was a lot of theft issues. There was a lot of crime. It was not like, Oh, just show up and you know, let's teach photosynthesis today. They did not care. Yeah. And they had other things. Yeah. They had other things to manage at home. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so when we got into those deeper conversations was when I noticed like, this is what I love Mm. because now this matters to you. And, and it's meeting you where you're at with where life is actually at for you instead of telling you, this is what you should think is important. We don't get to decide that for them. Wow. And so um, I, I kept the aspects of teaching that I loved, those one-on-one conversations, those deeper conversations, um, getting into topics that they wanted mm. to talk about and that was important to them and made a difference in their life. And I left behind the bureaucracy and the red tape of the system that, that didn't work for me. Right. 
I think it's really powerful to hear you say meeting them where they're at. And, and I think that plays a really significant role, especially in the work that we're doing as, as coaches, as guides, as um, people in this industry, leading others through pretty big stuff. And then to hear that, you know, you are being called to dive deeper with individuals and meet them where they're at. I think that is like such an honor um, to recognize that and to be able to show up for the need. So on behalf of all of the youth in the world, thank you. Uh And so what I'm hearing though as well are like themes, right? Expectations, pressures, growth. And I can't, I can imagine because I'm definitely a mom, um, you know, working from home and an entrepreneur business owner as well. But like, let's go back to like the generational expectations of what it means to be a mom. Because for me, uh, when I look at my line, they're really there is no woman who was an entrepreneur and a mom and, you know, managing all the things I don't have, like they crushed it. They did amazing things. Um, and that's why I am who I am. Um, but in terms of like entrepreneurship and business owner and being a mom, I did not see that growing up and I can get into all the expectations that were put on me, but I would love to hear from you, you know, in your world, how did you experience that? Yeah, I, I, I have a lot. So my, my dad has his own business. It's my dad and my mom's business now, but when I was a kid, it was just my dad. And, um, and that's what entrepreneurship looked like to me was crazy long hours. He worked a lot. Um, he, he was, you know, the, was my mom's job to support the children and to be, you know, to be there for us and, um, take care of everything else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so my mom worked too, but if kids were sick, she was the one who would take the day off. Mm -hmm. If we had a dentist appointment or a doctor's appointment, or, you know, she took a shopping, she, like, she did that generational traditional Mm -hmm. mom role Mm -hmm. on top of working. Right. And so it was just kind of assumed that she would do it all. Right. And I have done a really good job of putting those same expectations on myself of assuming I have to be the one who does it all. Interesting. Right. I need to, you know, make sure we have presents for the birthday parties and make sure the school forms are filled out and make sure we're registered for soccer on time. And, and then, you know, somebody can't go to school. It's my job to stay home and, and always sort of being frustrated with society that this is the way it is. But when I really lean into like, no, that's the expectation I've put on myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've allowed mm-hmm. to perpetuate for mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. So if I want it to stop, I have to be the one who stops it. Interesting. That's powerful. That is very powerful. So else. Yeah. Sorry. So I just got like major goosebumps because I think it does go back to that question of redefining motherhood and really living life on our terms. I think, and I've had conversations with women about this before, but we're really living in a new time, a new evolution of what it means to be a mom. 
because when we look at the role models, um, there's always like an either or. And I'm really feeling from a lot of the women and moms that I'm speaking with this really big desire, like this passion to be like, no, like it's okay to shift the roles and it's okay for me to be successful in whatever area of life I want to be successful. But I get to have both, you know, like I get to do both. I get to do the things that I love and I get to be there for my kids and dad gets to do the same. And it's really cool to see the role model of dad taking on more, right? Like taking on more in a different way. And I think it says a lot about the relationships and what is meaningful into a relationship. So I'm probably just going to take a quick right here, but I don't know if you're could share with us in order to break or, um, like, let's hold on. Let me just get my thoughts. In order to stop that generational idea that mom's got to do it all and then more, that's something that you consciously chose to like, okay, no, that's going to stop here. So then you attract your partner and you're doing things differently, but I would have to assume there's some big conversations happening in that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And can yeah. you share with us, like, where do we even start? Right. So, okay. So yes, to the big conversations. Um, it's, it's whole new ground and new territory. So it's bumpy. Yeah. Right. And, and that's okay because there's progress. So as long as there's progress, you know, we're moving forward and where do we begin? For me, it had to begin with being willing to release those expectations of myself. Ooh, hold on. (laughs) I just asked you a relationship question and you brought it right back to yourself. Wow. Isn't that? I I love how you did that. That is powerful. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Because right. Like, and I'm really not perfect at this at all. And so I would show up and be like, you know, you're not doing this and you're not doing that. And I feel like this is all on me. And he's going, okay, um, like, what do you need? Like, what, what do you want me to do? And I'm going, oh, what? Wait, what? (laughs) What is that question again? (laughs) Oh, you mean I just need to tell you what I need and ask you. Yeah to show up in a certain yeah. way and you'll do it. Um, sorry, what? Sorry. Okay. Wait, <laughs> like, I so, made so <laughs> made it so much harder in my head than mm. I needed it to be because right. Like I thought it had to be hard. Mm. I thought it had to be me mm-hmm. and this is my job and I'm supposed to do it all. So here I am doing it all. Why am I so miserable? Right. And at the moment of surrender and just saying, you know what, I'm letting this go. I'm letting this expectation go because I am not benefiting from it. My kids are not benefiting from it. My husband's not benefiting. So how about we do things a little differently? And what does our solution to this look like? Hmm. That's big. Yeah. But I would also say that it's got to be tough, right? Because if it were easy, I would say more of us would be doing it. Um, 
Yeah. And I mean, I'm here talking about this and I don't even do it all the yeah. time. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's ever growing, right? Like how your oldest is seven, right? Like I would have to assume that that conversation, the foundation is the same, but it has grown and it has evolved. And that's why I think it's so important to talk about like the beginning stages. Cause like how, like, like you said, bumpy, I would say rough. I would say tough. I think that mm. be, that transition into parenthood on a relationship can be bumpy because you've got two individuals who are really trying to redefine who they are as a parent and who they are as parents together. And mm. what does that look like? And so what I hear from you too, is like, first of all, I have to let go of this idea that I get to do it differently. And if I want to do it differently, then that means I've got to really ask myself, like, what do I need? And wait a minute, I've never done that before or right. not in this context. Right. Right. And I do think that it really is that level of taking responsibility for ourselves and then being feeling safe enough to ask for it. Uh, because yeah. it could just be as simple as like, I just need you to pick up the kids, you know, and do this with them for an hour every day. Right. And then like just being able to start there. Yeah. I think that that that's a big deal. I think when you said it makes, we make it harder in our head. I feel like we're just really at war with ourselves. I think that is what it really comes down to. Right. Yeah. And breaking through that generational kind of belief. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Cause this, it was just so ingrained in me. It never seemed mm. like there was any other option. Uh, it just had to be me. Right. Right. I got to make sure the meals go smoothly and we have food and we know what we're doing. And then the perceived criticism right. of like, you know, the simple question of um, what are we having for dinner tonight? And I felt like if I didn't have an answer, why are you criticizing me? What's wrong? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, well, I was just asking. Um, <laughs> that's his response yeah yeah just just curious yeah what the plan um yeah. yeah but it was to me it was it was picking away at that belief of well I'm supposed to do it all it's all on me I've got to have it all together and the fact that I don't know the answer to your question means I've done something wrong okay so let me ask you so for some of us it is I must be doing something wrong. And some of us are like, I'm failing. Yeah. Like I know for my, myself, the I am wrong and I'm failing, they kind of go hand in hand. Right. For me. So when someone asks that question for you, it's like, well, I'm doing something wrong. And, and then like, how does that play out? Like, how would you say that plays out for you? Um, well, for me, it was just like, well, like on the surface, it would be frustration that, this is, you know, this is all on me and, and, you know, it shouldn't be. And why are more people not helping and all that stuff? But then when I dive into it, it's really about like, okay, um, well, nobody's helping because I have not expressed help or the need or desire for any help. I've not asked anybody to do anything. Um, not specific and literally anyways, mm -hmm. right? Like hinting doesn't, doesn't count doesn't in my count. house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> literal is key. Nice um, yeah. So I was taking it personally mm. when it really wasn't personal. Right. We were 
you know, we're all just operating from our own perspectives and our own ideas of what's supposed to be happening. Mm -hmm. Now, let me just bring this back together. So super passionate about helping individuals aspire and follow their dreams and really, mm -hmm. you know, fulfill their potential. And then, you know, coming into motherhood and being a mom to two girls and having this idea that you got to do it all and not knowing truthfully, you know, trying to figure it all out. Right. But what I heard you say is like this desire, I would have to say, totally correct me if I'm wrong, just from my experience, if I've got a passion that big and there is something telling me that I can't do it, you know, or like there's something inside of me that's like, well, you've got to do it all this way and you've got to have it all figured out and then you can achieve your dreams and then you can do this and then, and then, and then. And so I know for myself, it's like, I kind of went through this like, okay, so only when this happens, then I can do this and then I can achieve my dream. It's like, I got to do this and then I'll have the time and then I can be who I'm meant to be. Right. And I'm definitely not saying that that's kind of, that's how I operated for a long time. It, it just, kind of, it was like a wave, like it would come in and it would come out. Right. And so would you say that that is like maybe something you've experienced or is that something that it was like, well, here I am showing up in the world. So how do I have everything that I need to have to do what I need to do and be who I need to be? Yeah. I mean, I was definitely in that same model of, um, of just, you know, I'm doing all the right things. I was very focused on the doing mm. and, and the doing will get me the having, mm. right? So if I, by doing, I mean, like I go to school, I um, get good grades, I graduate, I get a good job, I do the job, I work hard. Um, so I do all the right steps. I'm following that prescribed path that was laid out in my mind as like point A is where I am now. Point B is how to be successful. And there is one straight line for how you get there. Yeah. And, and that seemed like the only option. It was the only thing that was ever talked about. Right. And so I did that and I'm following this path and everything's falling into place. I'm, you know, I'm working towards the career that is exactly what I went to school for and what I think is what I want to be doing with my life. And I find, you know, the guy who treats me so well and everything's going so well there. And then we have the kids and we get the house. And the only thing that's missing is the white picket fence. Right. However, I'm still somewhat miserable. Hmm. on some level I'm going like, is this it? Mm -hmm. There's got to be something else out there. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm meant for more. I don't know what that is. And why am I not happy? Right. Right. And so all of the doing was not getting me where I was meant to be. <laughs> it was, you know, it was creating certain levels of success. It was working on some level. Right. But I wasn't, it, it wasn't a path to purpose or fulfillment. It wasn't a path to showing up and being myself. It wasn't keeping me or, or taking me on this journey to who I was meant to be. Mm -hmm. It was paying the bills, you know, it looked good on the outside. Anybody on the outside looking in would think I, would ha I had it made. Right. Right. And so then that led to a whole lot of other inner talk around what's wrong with me that this can't be enough. Right. Right. Shouldn't I be happy? Right. Like I've got it all. Like I, I'm a mom, yeah. you know, I'm a wife. I got a great job. Yeah. I'm helping. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it was it was fundamentally misaligned with who I actually am. <laughs> and I couldn't be me in my work. And it was just throwing everything off kilter, right? Mm -hmm. Because if I couldn't show up and be me and live authentically in my work, then it was bleeding over into my relationships and into my parenting and into, you know, all areas of my life, the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. So we're not that compartmentalized. Right. Um, so, so living that life of, well, I'll just keep doing and doing and doing so that I can have what I want to have. And, you know, in my mind, who am I? Like, who am I being was never even a question. Interesting. Yeah. That well, part, that part of the equation never even came in. I know for right. a lot of people, it's like, well, then later I can be who I want to be. For me, that was not even on my radar. Right. Like, who am I being? Like, what do you mean? What, <laughs> what does that question even mean? I don't get it. Yeah. I am, be, I am doing, I am, I am me. There's just doing, 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 right. do and have, do and have, do and have. The more you do, the more you do. <laughs> Yeah. And then, and then so, showing up and doing all of those things and having this idea of wanting to break generational ideas of what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a mother, um, you know, and then showing up and here you are, you're there, you're momming, you're on your terms, you're creating this business. Like at what point did you say to yourself, okay, like, I, okay, so, so you said, I never asked myself, who am I being? Do you know the moment when you were like, that was the moment I, I did, I shifted and I was like, okay, I asked that big question. Do you remember that moment? Uh, I think it was many, many small moments. Oh, I me. love that. Until eventually I got to the tipping point. Hmm. So, you know, I learned about, I sat, um, I sat in a weekend program and I learned about being versus doing and having and putting being first. and. And I can't tell you how many times I sat through that same frame and I heard it from, you know, different perspectives at different events, different ways. And I went like, yeah, okay. Conceptually, I get it. Right. For sure. I understand. I can stand up and deliver the frame. I can teach it to people. But deeper down, I wasn't getting it. Hmm. And it took... It took a lot of, of conversations. It took a lot of, of digging. It took reading. It took reflecting um, and coming back to that concept over and over and over again. Hmm. And still like afterwards being like, can you just tell me what to do? Mm. Right? Like just do. Yeah. <laughs> tell me what steps to take. Tell me what I need to do. Here is where I want to go. Tell me what I need to do. And being told I don't have the answer. Um, you know, I can't tell you what to do. You need to just go and be for a bit. And I was like, I'm sorry. What? Like, what the F does that even mean? Yeah. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> stop it. And now when I tell clients that, yeah. you really just go and sit and be for a bit. I just yeah. I'm like, I know how ridiculous that sounds. I, I, remember. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got so much truth to it. And so for me, it was a lot of little moments leading up to this idea of shedding your roles, shedding your expectations, your expectations of yourself and also the, the perceived expectations of what other people put on you. Mm -hmm. And really just getting rid of, of the old stories, the, the generational stigmas, 
all that old stuff that isn't actually you. Yeah. And when you shed all of that and you sit down as your human being, hmm. well, as your spiritual being in a human body, <laughs> then now you're into your core. Now you're into what is my actual identity? Hmm. And so previously, when people would ask me, like, who are you? Tell me, you know, tell me who you are. If I had to describe and define my identity, I would say my name. Hi, I'm Shelly. I'm a teacher or I'm a coach. Mm -hmm. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I described my roles. Right. Right. It was always roles. Right. It was never my actual core, my identity, my truth, my being. I did not know that was the thing. Right. And so recognizing that, and it's funny because I, I have, I attract so many clients who are in the same place. Right. We start off our work with identity. It's the foundation of everything we build on. Mm. And who are you? And they'll give me their job title and they give me their role. And the more we dig, we can dig and we can dig and we can dig and they start to come out with some descriptors and they'll say, um, you know, I'm compassionate, hmm. I'm a problem solver, um, I'm creative, things like that. We start getting there um, and then we, it's, it's still deeper, right? Because I don't want it to be a hat that you put on. Like right. I put on my problem solving cap and then I take that off. You're right. Um, it's, you know, outside of all those rules, take all those rules off. Hmm. And it's the real you that's inside all of that. Oh. That's yeah. Cool. I would say that's really big. And I would just think about our listeners who are tuning in and, you know, roles, redefining motherhood, right? And um, who, who are we and who, who are we being? And Mm-hmm. who are we choosing to show up and be? And I think, and I'll just speak for myself, a lot of the confusion happens for me when I get caught up in who I'm supposed to be yeah. under that certain hat. And I would say that that's where the confusion lies rather than focusing on who I am. And I find that that's where the freedom comes from. Right. And so. I think when we're growing a human, raising humans, nurturing healthy relationships, I would have to say that it's never really a, I would say that it's, an, it's, it's, a, it's a values misalignment. You've said that a few times, you know, we're misaligned with our values. And I would have to say that one of my values is integrity. And it really comes down to like, who am I willing to be and who am I being? And that has allowed me to connect with the type of person I want to be so that I'm always acting in integrity. So my daughter sees that. So my partner sees that. My family, my community. Um, I feel like it's like the sacred, sacred contract with myself. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not perfect. I definitely can flow through that many times and get caught up in the noise. But I would say that it is definitely that foundation and focusing on who I be versus yeah. who I think I am. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Um, yeah. And so, okay, so, so a big question 
potentially. Um, if you were to picture your younger self as a mom, um, you know, made that really big transition into entrepreneurship and being a mother, two big roles, mind you. Oh, yeah. Right. If you could tell your younger self as an entrepreneur and a mom words of wisdom or what you would want her to know to be absolutely true for her, knowing what you know now, mm. what would it be? I would love for her to ask for help. Hmm. Um, and just, you know, take care of yourself first. Hmm. She didn't do that then. Right. Um, no. So just, you know, take a look at what would make things easier. What would allow me to focus on my priorities and get help with the rest. Hmm. For me, my, my priorities have always been my family and my business, right? My family and my business. Like that's the, the core of my life right? is right. And they flow and they feed into each other. Um, and, and I love both, right? Like I love spending time with my family. I love my family more than, you know, anything else on this earth. Um, and I, I love my business. I love working. I love being of service to other people as well. Hmm. And that means being able to ask for help in the other areas of my life and within those as well, like not needing, because, you know, I would put all the pressure and the expectations on myself to be everything in my life and for my family, but I also did the same in my business. Right. So I wore all the hats there yeah. too. Yeah. Right. right. And so taking a look at what my top priorities are and where I'm best spending my time mm. and then asking for help to support those other areas. Mm. I don't need to be the one cleaning my house. Mm. I don't need to be the one making all the meals, doing right. all the shopping. Like that stuff is not what fulfills me. Right. Um, so, so get help in those areas so that I can focus on what's most important to me and where I'm best spending my time. Mm. And feeling really, feeling really good about it, right? Yeah. Like owning oh, yeah. it, owning it. Absolutely. If we first hired our part, a part-time nanny just this past September mm -hmm. and she was like after school care. Okay. Right? And, um, and like help just helping me with whatever I wanted. And she was amazing. I said for the first time in my life, I had a wife and it was amazing. <laughs> and I remember like I fought it at the beginning. I wanted it. But there was also this part of me that was like, yeah, but you know, what will it mean about me that I'm not doing all of this and I have to have somebody else come into the house and do my laundry and. and yeah. The voice grocery. inside your head was just coming right. up with all the reasons as to why you can't, you know, have yeah. both. Should, what's wrong with you that you need this help and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then enters Sabrina. Wow. Oh my God. She changed my life. She changed my life. This girl was amazing. Right. And you know what? It was, it was the fact that I had somebody reliable outside of just me, of me and my husband. Our family doesn't live here. Right. Um, so I had somebody reliable 
who I knew my kids were well cared for, they were safe, my house was getting clean, my groceries were getting picked up, my laundry was getting folded, and, and she was enjoying it all, and my kids loved her. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't believe how long I'd fought it for. Right. Yeah, and, and the, the, a big thing I'm hearing with you too is like surrendering. Like I feel like that's the big message that – I'm getting is like surrendering, letting go and shedding of these stigmas, as you call them, that we can carry through generations of mothering. Um, And there's, and it's no fault, like definitely no blaming at all, but it's, it's just this opportunity to do it differently. And it's interesting the things we've got to let go of or shed um, in order to achieve the things that we want to achieve. And being kind to ourselves during the whole process. Absolutely. Because I heard you say asking for help and taking care of yourself first. Like those are some very powerful words of wisdom to tell your younger self. And I also believe that is like a foundation of redefining motherhood and being able to do it on our terms. Because when we flip the script, we take care of ourselves when we start doing that, we get to ask for help because we say, I am worthy and I am deserving of receiving the help. Yeah. So yeah. powerful. And when we look at people who are doing this so well, right? Well, look to who are your role models for, like for me, it's who has a successful business and who creates massive impact and is an amazing and present mom with a great family life, right? right. Like that's what I'm who's doing that really well when you look at those people they are not doing it alone no that's so true not at all right right they have help they have resources they have strong self-care practices they meditate they Mm. do yoga right like they take care of themselves they ask for help and they stay in their zone of genius so that they can do more of that and the rest of their team can support them in the other areas i love that yeah i do love it and then I can role model, right? Yeah. And I can role model to my kids that they can, they can do what they want to do. They can focus on their zone of genius and their superpowers and do what's important to them and also not have these crazy expectations on themselves for having to be perfect at all of it. Well, and asking for help and for taking mm-hmm. care of themselves first, right? So like, what needs to happen? What do I need to delegate or ask for help in order for me to take care of myself? And I think that that is a world that a lot of us did not grow up in. Um, Even if, you know, like whatever, not going to go down that road, but I just don't think that self has always been the highest intention. And isn't it cool that we get an opportunity to model to our children now that, that they can, that like self is first and it's not from self-absorbed. It's like, no, like in order for me to serve and to, you know, give, I must have a full cup. And I think that that is super empowering. So thank you for sharing your surrendering process. I found that super enlightening. And if our listeners want to get in touch with you or connect with you or follow you, where can they find you? And um, yeah, where can they find you? Absolutely. Um, just online is the easiest. It's mm-hmm. brightfutures.solutions. Mm-hmm. You can also find me on Facebook through the Bright Futures community and on Instagram as Shelly underscore Deloyer. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. And do you have any specials for our audience? Anything that you can, you know, you feel like it's going to really help them today? 
Yeah, absolutely. I have a, a PDF download that you can get called 10 Secrets to Transform Your Life Overnight. Awesome. And it goes through different ideas and concepts that you can apply to yourself in your life to completely change your perspective on where you're going, what you're capable of, and other people around you too. Oh my gosh. I love, love, love that. I will post that link in the show notes so our listeners can find that. Shelly, I just want to thank you so much. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. I love you too. And I'm so grateful to be doing this with you. Yeah. Thanks so much. We will definitely have you back. I hope I wish you all of the best. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am so grateful. I want to invite you to join our Facebook group, Redefining Motherhood More Than Moms. You can find the link in the show notes below. And if you want to find more information, more resources, and stories, you can subscribe to our weekly More Than Moms journal. I want you to remember that you are doing the best you can with the resources that you have. You are loved, you are worthy, and you are enough. You got this, Mama.